Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. She walks by, the men folks stand in Okay, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> okay, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Why? That was a really weird start. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I. I just. It's my. My. My synapses are misfiring. Apparently, so it's the middle of October. We're coming up on the Halloween. You love this time of year. I really am not a fan, but you know what I was thinking of. You've already bought candy, right? Well, uh, for, uh, this year for the first time, because I work shift work, I don't always. Uh, I'm not always home for Halloween. Yeah. And this year I will be on day shift, and I will be home in the evening when Halloween trick or treating is happening. And in the past, like it was like last year, the year before, I was here, and I only got like. Five. I did wow. not get very many uh, trick or treaters well, at all. Before I expound upon that, is there something you said you wanted to mention real quick before we? There's something that I've been meaning to bring up, and I know nobody cares about this but me. But you know, it's me, so you know. Okay. Unfortunately, I have to drag you I'll all along. I'll pretend to care. I have to drag you all along with me. <laughs> In the past, I have complained about the Francis. I think it's called the Francis Scott Kid, Francis Scott Key Bridge that goes from Roslyn into yeah. Georgetown. And I crossed that bridge all the fucking time. It's a nightmare. It is a nightmare. And at one of the episodes that Good Company in the Cart recorded a while ago, I I believe I said, who do you got to fuck to get a bridge fixed? Because... Uh As long as I have lived here and as long as I have driven across that bridge, I can remember that if you're going from Virginia into D.C., the far right lane, there is a humongous bump. And if you don't know it's there and you hit it with any speed, it Mm -hmm. will knock your teeth. And over the years, (laughs) I've completely forgot and hit it a couple, you know, and every time I go over You ever see those videos on TikTok where somebody's got a, there's like a bump in their road and they just set up a camera and film people flying down the street? That's what that bridge is like. And it's one of those things, it's in the same sort of the same sort of uh, You kind of get that with people on the speed bump out front. Right, exactly. (laughs) And I was going to say, even if you live in a neighborhood that's got a speed camera that gets tickets, you still get caught by it occasionally, even though you absolutely positively know it's there yeah so this bridge they have actually shaved it down and smoothed it out and sanded it down and it's smooth yay there is no bump at all and it's so smooth i drove over it and forgot that it was a bump because you just expect the bump to be there Uh and then i was like wait a minute did they fix that and i went through like you know there was a there was a town in England where the 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 road repair was so bad that the village residents were starting to put one year anniversary markers around oh, potholes and stuff like one year you know like that's festively to like funny. shame the crew. I remember the old in West Virginia the Morgantown Mall, uh, the old one, not the one that's currently up because it's dying a slow mm-hmm. death because malls are dying, but the old mall. Then when they had a big pothole, they just paint it yellow. They would paint it all <laughs> yellow all around it and in the hole. So you just avoided it. So, they didn't repair it. So they it. were telling you there's a hole. There's no way to fix it. Whoever did it, thank you. I didn't have to sleep with anybody. They fixed it. <laughs> the Francis Scott Key Bridge going into D.C. now no longer has that. Everybody put it on your ways and drive all drive the way Drive over. There. The <laughs> far right lane it does no longer has the teeth. Uh, you will now the, enter into Georgeville smooth and Georgeville? steady. Georgeville? 
Georgeville, Georgetown, <laughs> Georgetown. With, your, with no chipped teeth. With no chipped teeth, no spilled beverages, no uh, <laughs> knocking your cars out of alignment. I mean, it was that. It was yeah, really, it was that bad. Obviously, I talk about and it And you enough. know how many powerful people go over that bridge and exactly. it still didn't get fixed? Exactly. The senators and congressmen that must have bitched exactly. it. Exactly. Oh and my it's God. been like that for yeah. years well, years. Getting back to, you said you do have your Halloween candy. You're probably going to be here for Halloween night. Yes, because normally I work shift work. Now, urban and, legends uh-oh. have, uh, you know, how you, there's razor blades and apples, and there's LSD and candies, and you get it, and it, right. that was a big thing back in the 60s right. and 70s and 80s. There is not one recorded instance of that happening ever. It is purely fueled by urban myth. There has never been a razor blade. The, the razor blade and the apple, that's the big one. A razor blade has never been stuck in an apple that a kid got at Halloween. If you're giving out apples at Halloween, you're an asshole to begin no with. No one like. But well, the, you have to remember, back in the like 40s and 50s, an apple was a treat. Yeah, I So guess. it's a little different, and that's what they're talking about. But, you know, the, the, the boogeyman, I'm uh, doing air quotes, the boogeyman of trying to hurt kids, you know, is well, someone's going to put a razor blade in an apple, I'm just someone's going to do that. I'm saying that's never happened. Happen. The other trope is don't give a hitchhiker a ride because hitchhikers will always kill you. Oh, now, that one's kind of oh, true. Oh, <laughs> bravo! I did not. Oh, ladies oh, and gentlemen of the of the thank committees. You. Thank oh, you. Thanks. That, he the is the Segway King. Uh, tighten my he game up. turned a, a jar <laughs> on a bridge in D.C. into a quick rundown to the to today's subject episode. matter of our episode. <laughs> and without, oh, well, I want you. you. Hold on. No, 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 Kevin. you got to stop. No. Congratulations, right, Kevin. You. you deserve the award. That is a good segue. I'd like to thank the Academy. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> that was a good segue. Well, all right. Well, let's get going. I actually ah. now, this is again, Interrogation Raw. I like he them because they're, this one. they're condensed. I can do the main storyline, then you can flesh it out. Like Woo-hoo! putting flesh on a skeleton. Another like scary, one of those bugs. Another spooky reference what for those, Halloween. What are those beetles that eat the meat? Uh, the eat the the decompose the yeah, ones. They, they yeah, they strip me. I watched a whole thing about it. It was a guy who did turtle shells. Yeah, and he's you know oh, they well, use the they, beetles to clean they them. Clean them things real quick. It's oh, funky. That's so creepy. Okay, I'm sorry. So girl. this is season two. Season two. Episode four. Episode four. The killer hitchhiker. The killer. Hitchhiker. This guy is the biggest fucking douchebag. Oh, Once you get into it, I can't fucking I, stand this guy. Douchebag, I don't think is the. It's right. not. It's not right. Detached, That's not. Uh, uh, no, he's a fucking serial piece of killer. Shit. Uh, 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 let's let's get back to it. It's uh, Christmas Eve, 2014, and we are in rural Anderson County, South Carolina. We're on Route 85, which is that big interstate that connects 95, goes all the way down to Atlanta, and it starts with a 911 call, which is always a great way to start any crime documentary. So the victims are identified as 43-year-old Mary Fowler 
and 44-year-old James Dobson. They get them to the emergency room. Mary doesn't make it. She's on life support for a little while. She doesn't make it. It's extremely touch and go for James. We learn that they're friends. They're work friends. They're not romantically involved. And they're out. Uh, James has got his mom's white Hyundai Elantra. And they were just out for the evening having a good time like you do down south, right? Well, they're from pals or yeah. buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through friends and relatives, we learned that Mary and James worked together. They were just friends. And from my understanding, they went out for the night. As far as where they were going, you know, we still did not know. But we learned that Mr. Dobson had his parents' car, which was a Hyundai. And we learned that this car was missing. We put out a bolo to all the agencies in the close proximity. We knew we had to have that car. And that car eventually would lead us to a suspect. Frustratingly, we don't get the name of these two detectives. I they think didn't? no, they never uh... give them a lower third. And I think one of them, his last name is Mitchell. Anyway, so they put out the bolo for the missing Hyundai Elantra. And I always think it's supposed to be Botlo, and you're like, no, Kevin, it's just be on lookout. We've had this discussion before. I I get hung up on it. That's just like you with 911. It's not. It's not 911. 911. (laughs) (laughs) And again, just like in an episode from a few weeks back, a cop actually spots the car. It's six days later. It's pulled over on the side of the road, and this is Deputy Benjamin Coward. I was patrolling in through the rural area, and I noticed a. young Caucasian male sitting in a vehicle on the side of the road. It was a uh, Hyundai Elantra. And I said, I need to see a license, a registration. He handed me a a license and I looked down and I saw the name uh, John Villarreal. That's a brutal last name. Yeah. So here we get a glimpse of this absolute piece of human filth. His name is John Villarreal. Here are the detectives saying that this is what they found inside the Hyundai. So when we first get there, I look in the car, and one of the first things I noticed was the blood that was in the driver's seat and the the passenger seat of the car, dried blood. We find some shell casings. In the car, they find several firearms. (laughs) 22s, which match what has struck our victims, and we found several silencers. And it's graphic. There's like pictures. Yeah. Like there's blood it, on the yeah, seat. It's, there's it's, yeah. Um, silencers. There's the exact same caliber weapon that was used on the victims. There's also a Bible with his name on it, and they find out that his nickname is Jack because of his Walmart. He works. He put it out very. You noticed Walmart. They blurred out. It's it's kind of the funny. The the picture they showed it. They had the little vest and the little name tag, and they blurred out the name of the company. But it's it's Walmart. It's, it's Walmart Blue. You yeah. know that Walmart Blue. Yeah. And before we go any further, that is something that has changed, and it was interesting to see this. All of my life as a little kid, hi, my name is Jack. And mm-hmm. Every If I had a nickel, mm-hmm. oh, so your name's John. No, my name is Jack. Yeah, you're just Jack. Jack. You are like, my, just say Con Will and Grace. Right, my name is actually Jack, because my father's name is Jack. Actually, my father's name is Jackie, but that's completely beside the yeah. point. So all my life I had to deal with that, and it wasn't until I was in my 20s or 30s that no one questioned what, you know, no one said yeah. anything about, oh, so your name's John. And uh, this guy's name is John, mm-hmm. and he goes by Jack. And he goes and it's by. It's so unusual nowadays that it's so. Just Jack yeah. is a Will and Grace reference, and 
right before yes. we started recording, you were doing Karen Walker singing Hey Ya by um, Outcast. I don't you came know. Came down the, the stairs singing the weird, it. The weird <laughs> algorithms that say, because I don't. That's for the most song. part, I don't look for silly stuff to, fi- for silly, uh, silly stuff to find me. You. <laughs> and there's a, I, I was, I, I liked Will and Grace, but I was never a devoted fan. I, you know, I'd watch it. It was not that big of a thing. And it there's was, this it has one, its moments. <laughs> there's this one great scene and she's all, Karen Walker's all done up driving her big ass Mercedes and she's singing, <laughs> hey, ya, and it's that voice. It's just hysterical to see it yeah. and he's like why are you singing that so i had to show <laughs> him the video. okay and we're moving forward and oh, go okay along with the bible they come across these elaborate plans this guy has come up elaborate with. plans it was a list yeah he's trying to save this girl he met online from a situation she was in so this is the first interrogation of him but like i was telling you um the ultimate goal is to get a confession. You know, we need to get the facts and the story of what happened, what took place inside that car. Well, what's going on? What? Why are we? I'd like to know. I mean, I want to know what's going on. I don't know what we're even talking about. It doesn't make sense, but the point is, that it's the only explanation I have. He was going through that interview just playing oblivious like he didn't have any idea, didn't know anything about anything. I just wasn't buying it. We know that he's lying to us. So he's just playing dumb and stonewalling them, and they're not buying it. So after two hours of this nonsense of him just saying, I don't know what, what's going on, he gave them some cockamamie story. He's like, I know it doesn't make sense, but that's what's happened. And they said, fine. They take him back to his cell. A couple of hours later, the one is getting ready to leave for the night when the guy at the front desk comes running out and says, no, this guy's banging on his cell wall. He says, get me a detective. So those two go back up and they said, if it's going to be the same old bullshit, we're not going to listen. He said, no, 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 no. I'm ready to tell you everything that happened. Yeah, so here we go. After all of that and he was left alone, something you know in his makeup or, or, or his mind or whatever. Oh, no, no, no. I right. need to discuss this. So after all of that time they wasted sitting in the yeah. room. And, it, and I and I say this every time, I am amazed when you see someone being interviewed by the detectives and there's no lawyer there. I don't understand yeah. that, especially when you know they're guilty. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay, I was, I'm going to let this play so the audience can hear how he conducts himself. Then we can roast him. Oh. <laughs> All right, are we on audio record? Yes, sir. Good. I'm going to copy of it sent to my family, too. I'm not here for a question and answer session. I'm here to tell you what happened. Okay. Why? I'm going to manage turn it over. What I'm going to tell you is going to make your jaw drop, probably. Let's go back to the night before Christmas Eve. I get a message from my girl telling me that her stepdad has been beating her, etc. So immediately I jumped and I said, if I could steal a car, and come down there right now and get you out of there and get you somewhere safe. I said, would you do it? And she said, yes. I expected that when I got down to her place, I expected someone to pull a gun on me. Okay, and I expected at that point 
to go ahead and just whack everybody in there and try not to think about it. Tell us what happened Christmas Eve morning. I never want to hurt anybody originally. They were rolling along down Fletcher Street, in fact, when I came across them. I had my pack on my back, my rain suit still on, cap on my head. And I asked him if they could take me to I-85. He said, do you have some gas money? I said, you know, how much do you want? Five bucks. I said, okay, five bucks. Who was in the car? The man and the woman. Don't know their names, don't know the care, but I hope he survives, to be honest with you. And I got in that car, and we started going, and they were as nice as anything. And then the man offered to take me to the Georgia line. He said he had the time to do it. So he'd do it for 25 bucks and gas money. Reasonable enough. So when he said this, were you already in the car? I was in the car. We were going down I-85 at that point. As we were driving down the road, I got to a point where I was ready to try to commandeer the car. And you know what? I told him I had to take a leak. Asked him to pull over. Classic move. They never suspected it. You know what? In the moment, I presumed the man was armed. As a result, I didn't try to commandeer the car. But I assumed. Okay? I didn't even give him a chance to show a gun. Driver's sitting here directly in front of me, headrests in between. I'm sitting in the left passenger seat. Passenger's here. The first thing you do is you take in. The first thing you do is tell yourself, don't think about it, don't feel. Because you can't do it if you think, because you know what's wrong. And you take in, perfect aim, boom, one in the head with her. She slumps over. Before the man can react, I screw over quick, boom. I missed, I hit his neck. Then I put three rounds right in his neck because I was trying to hit the head, but I was trying to shoot too quick because I wanted to get it done. Didn't really want to shoot it, didn't really want to do it, and I did. For two days after that, I prayed for that man to survive. Because once I realized that I had hit him in the neck, I realized he might survive. I kept praying. And I kept praying for forgiveness. And the thing is, the Lord can't give forgiveness if you don't if you don't tell the truth. If you lie about it, you're going to hell. So right off the bat, he dictates that he wants this audio recording sent to his family. He doesn't say, can you? He just tells them. He starts making demands. He starts with that douchey, okay, let's go back to Christmas Eve. The way he, the way he's discussing, I'm in control of the room, he's obviously narcissistic as fuck. And just the way he's, he's like, I'm not here for an answer question, question and answers. I'm here to just tell you. And he takes command of the room. The one detective pointed out that the only time he got emotional was when he started talking about God and going to heaven and telling the truth. All the rest of it, it was just like he was talking about shoveling a driveway. Well, because somehow he thought he was above it or, or not above it. That's not the right word, but uh, related to God and Mm -hmm. that this, this was his, this was his Mm -hmm. calling or something like that. So John, I don't think you telling the cops the truth about what happened is going to stop you from going to hell. I'm pretty sure that's in the cards for you. (laughs) He's absolutely emotionless when he describes shooting the victims. I hated the way he was sitting there. He's like, then you line up the shot when you're doing this and the way he's, he's kind of proud about the way he did it. And, but then he, he starts to show, I, I can't stand him. So the authorities charged him with murder, attempted murder, hijacking and gun possession. So now it's three years later on August 10th, 2017. I still don't understand why it always takes so long. I don't know. And he's finally being sentenced. It turns out Jim, 
did indeed survive his wounds, but he is paralyzed and he has brain damage and he's confined to a wheelchair. And he comes into court to make a victim impact Oof. statement. It's almost too hard to watch. I had a hard time. I and, Yeah, I, I had a, an emotional reaction when I saw it. And him, there's yeah. Villarreal. He's now grown his hair down to his shoulders and it's in a, in a douchey ponytail. But I, I, I'll just play it. You can hear how badly impacted Jim is. I like to understand why, why, why did she do what she done? Why? So he pleads guilty and he gets life in prison. And the last bit we see of him, he's just being let out of the courtroom with those dead eyes, expressionless. And uh, I don't know if he ever expressed any remorse. But since there was so much left out, you've got a ton of. You, I have some, yeah, yeah. Some because I, I, as I've stated before to the good company in the car people, it's it's almost like it's getting harder to find. Yeah, this was uh, val- in 20, valid 2017. Inf- information yeah. on the stuff. So uh, in my my research it was shown that he took the vehicle to like a car wash type situation and cleaned the car i believe he cut the seat belts out okay so um those are the sorts of details i don't have time right for. When, when you when they show the pictures of the car he opens the car doors you yeah can the seat see, belts were missing <laughs> you can see the blood uh-huh. on the seats and you, it's not even necessarily that uh obvious because we know what it is mm-hmm. but if you just saw it you wouldn't you think might not it like that and uh so he he did what he could to clean out the car of the mess of the murder. Yeah. And and how um, old is he? He was... Uh, was he 22? He wasn't... I don't... Yeah, it was, he was just barely... I think he, he's 22. Yeah, yeah. Like 21, 22. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I found that... Because that would lead you to believe that he was aware. He wasn't trying to... He was trying to cover his tracks. He was cleaning Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was out. aware of what he did was yeah, wrong. Yeah, he was completely <laughs> aware of what he did. Yeah. Uh, there was a statement that he got... He did get pulled over for speeding uh he was going 90 in a 55 zone dumb thing to do in a stolen car and that's another one of those things you're trying to be low-key you're trying not to get caught and you're speeding in a car that doesn't have this is one of those i don't understand moments i say i don't understand i don't understand a lot and it really bothers me because it makes me feel like i'm dumb (laughs) so He's stolen a car, he's put false plates on the vehicle, and he's speeding, he gets pulled over for speeding, and gets issued a speeding ticket. Yeah. This how isn't where he gets caught for... for how that. did... Exactly. He didn't get caught. I have gotten tickets when everything was legal, and I couldn't charm my way out of the ticket. This guy's license plate did not match the car yeah. he was driving, and he was able to get out of it? Yeah, that's fucked up. And you had some information about who he was going to meet? He was going to meet an online girlfriend. Mm-hmm. This girl was 17 years old, so there is no mention of who she is. Yeah, or, nor would or there just be, that right? She's in Georgia, and she stated that she was being abused. Yeah. And that led to why he wanted to go, I'm doing air quotes, save her. Yeah. And he actually reached out to her and said, if I come down and get you, will, will you, you go, go with yeah. me? And she said yes. And at, at one point during the interview when Villarreal is like, the people were, there couldn't have been nicer to me. At one point, I assumed he had a gun. I just assumed it. And it's a little, that's well, where he's, he's a little psychotic. And he's like, and I just assumed. And then when he got to wherever the woman was, he's like, I just assumed I'd have to kill everybody in the place. Right. It, in my research, he's on the spectrum. Okay. He was a, he was a uh, troubled, not troubled kid, but he was the kind of kid that's like, leave me alone. Like, mm, gladly. You know, he dated, uh, he was, he was some girl he was chasing in college and she was 
if she if she, I I couldn't understand if she actually got the stop bothering me mm-hmm. thing or she just reported him and it was in the process of being done. So he was on the spectrum. So he had a little fixation issue on uh, certain people. Yeah, I, I think he just thought he was hot shit, though. I got the impression he was like, I'm, you know, as so many of these people are, they're, they've got a really inflated opinion of themselves. Now, it's really and interesting because I'm viewing him completely the other way. I'm viewing him as somebody who had a hard life, hard suffered. He was never really well liked. He was a weirdo. Nobody liked him. So that, see, it's really funny how you viewed him that way and I viewed him the complete opposite yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the, one of the defense tactics was that he was witnessed his mother being brutally beaten by his i'm not sure if it was father or stepfather and he was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress oh, disorder wow. as a child yeah. or as a younger adult you know as a younger kid excuses none of this i i agree with you 100 yeah. now you because, just tell me you just tell me yeah because yeah, i'm a firm but be- as you all know good company in the car listeners i am a firm believer in therapy go to therapy oh i don't need therapy no. yes, everybody should do. be going to everybody therapy. needs everybody everybody, go. everybody needs therapy everybody everybody You'll go into therapy and you're like, I'm talking about something that happened when I was six years old. How the hell did we even get there from what we were talking about? Be yelling at an old lady in the grocery store. Therapy. So yeah, therapy. Uh, John. So he goes down there to get the girl, and I guess there was some sort of a confrontation there, and he left without her going back to um, South Carolina. To South Carolina, and then he went back again. That's so there right. were two attempts to that get tracks. to rescue this girl, yeah. and both of them failed. Wow, I'm surprised. Uh, <laughs> and uh because you know he's showing up at the front door knocking like, hello wonder, can i save this girl I'm there. can you can you imagine if she went with him that it would gone on this weird killing spree well like, i well who know yeah uh, but you know she would have gotten the car and like there's no seat belts why yeah. are there all these guns what's this all about yeah um, he also, uh, he used public libraries, uh, libraries, libraries, <laughs> he used public libraries to, uh, to get onto Facebook, to message this girl. And he somehow had friends and he called something a safe house, which is actually an abandoned place that he crashed in one yeah, night. Glorifying or an empty house. And it's over the course of Christmas Eve to December 30th. And then, um, the he was sitting in the how he got caught sitting on the side of the road he was right? sitting on the side of the road in the vehicle and an officer drove by and was like hey the bolo worked again well but not on the plate or anything just on the make and model yeah, of the car right and he stopped and pulled over and apparently the guy was like okay well you know he was not uh, difficult to he was easily taken into custody yeah. yeah he was cooperative thank you i don't hard thinking a word <laughs> and um I, when you when you say um, relate apropos of nothing, it was on the TikTok. It was a woman. She was at a hearing, and it was for rezoning a part of the town they live oh, in. You, yes. She gets up and she's like, "Hi!" And she <laughs> gives her name, and then she says, "I'm in the middle of a divorce, and my husband won't give me anything." And the library, the library, the library won't library give me my password. password. Yeah, ma'am, this is a hearing to discuss rezoning. <laughs> well. I don't like the internet, and I really don't like Facebook either. <laughs> Ma'am, we, we really... And you can see people facepalming behind her. Ma'am, we really don't want to hear about your personal life. We This is about rezoning on 55th Street. Well, I live on 66th Street. <laughs> that has well, nothing to do with you, ma'am. And she's okay, like, well, I'm sorry. No, no, no. She said, well, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> and she right. stormed off. That's it was great. Right. Anyway. According, okay, so after he was taken into uh, custody, he informed them that he was on his third attempt to go to Georgia. 
Yeah. And this was the trip where he was intending to harm the stepfather, mother, and the older brother of the 17-year-old girl in Georgia. All right. Well, he is still in, he's in jail for life down there in South Carolina. I'm glad they got, oh, you got some more stuff? He he was also using uh, multiple computers to get access to media outlets to track the progress of the case, because at this point, people are talking about the two people that got shot on the side of the road Uh, and what was going on. So in a weird way, I don't think they tracked him that way but he also collected newspapers and stuff uh, like killers that do that a lot they want to see what like what kind right, of buzz right, right, you know right. their crime is caused caused oh the reason that the um the two victims that were shot were found this is how they were found this is actually this oh, actually right. chills me yeah this chills me to my depths he shot them in the car Right. Drug them, dragged them, drug yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. He says he drug them drug out in the them interview, out and right? Put them on the side of the road uh-huh. and drove away. The guy who did not die, who was still uh, mm-hmm. Jim, was waving his arm above the above the berm, uh, side of the road. And someone, someone saw, saw his it. arm waving. Can you imagine? That's the only how, reason how that he easily, survived. Oh that he God. was able to stick his arm up. Yeah. Uh, she died that day, and he had six bullet fragments in his head, in his brain, and that uh, was most of the critical uh, injuries that he had, which because now he's paralyzed, blind in one eye, the, the other eye is horribly damaged, including vision, and, uh, including hearing, and motor skills. So he's confined to one of those motorized wheelchairs now. That's terrible. It's terrible. Okay, well, that was the, uh, the case of uh, John Villarreal and... Um his horrible crimes in South Carolina. So uh, everybody uh, like and share and subscribe if you could. We'd appreciate yes. it. It helps out a lot. And thank you for listening. And au revoir. That someday the ass will be the girl can't have it. She's in love.